This is the She Do That podcast. She Do That is a London-based animation community aimed at developing female-identifying freelancers' skills and connecting them with people in the industry to strengthen their employability and hopefully go some way to knowing the gender gap we see in animation. Each episode will consist of a conversation between two women from the UK animation industry, one junior and one senior chatting about their specialism and throwing some light on different career paths within the industry. This episode is a conversation between a junior and senior producer, where they discuss finding their way into production and the importance of communication. There are also a few studios and creatives mentioned, which will pop into the show notes. Now to let our speakers introduce themselves. So I'm Hanai. I am a senior producer at The Line, an animation studio in London. I've been doing um, producing work last four years, and but I've been in animation industry for 13 years, since 2008. Tell me about yourself, Eno. Yes, so I'm Eno. Um, I've been freelancing for about four years, I think, in the animation industry as an animator. Before that, I was a full-timer for maybe more than two years at Golden Wolf in London. But I started dipping my toes into production <laughs> about, when did I start? Maybe a bit more than a year ago, which doesn't sound that short, actually, but it includes only four projects in total. <laughs> four projects, mate! You've done four <laughs> projects in, like, a bit over a year. Or maybe that a bit more. The- I don't know, but like two of them were at the line. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Yeah, exactly. So two of them were at the line and two of them were at Double Plus. So I feel like I'm still very, very noob. So I'm here to learn from you. Okay. And I'm here to learn from you about, I guess, like having the perspective. I think actually I was really looking forward to um, this conversation because mm. I remember when you came to um, me saying like, look, I'm thinking to do production. Yeah. And you told me a little bit about, you know, like why you are motivated to move to a different area mm. in animation. And at the time I was really like, uh, I was trying to be a cheerleader, I think. I was like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> You know, like, go, you know, um, and I want to support that. But I think on this, like, um, session, it would be nice to hear your, like, what you were actually going through at the time or, like, you know, as much as you can share. Yes, rewinding a little bit. So I, I remember that talk, which was very helpful, to be honest, because I was a bit struggling at that time. I mean, I, I guess I'm not alone with that, but because a lot of artists, they have burnout at one point or something like this and I was a bit stuck kind of in a mindset of I really really love working in animation but I really don't enjoy animation <laughs> at the same time <laughs> doing animation myself at least um, at that time because at that time I had been yeah freelancing for three years and I was kind of sitting in between artists who were like always ah oh, if 
uh, I've started this personal project or oh, I'm drawing every day and I was just sitting next to that and I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not enjoying that at all. But at the same time, again, I love so much being in an animation team because animators and people around that are usually very humble, very kind people. And a project, animation project, is usually really exciting. But as an animator, you kind of get stuck in just, for example, your three shots that you're doing or something. So it can feel kind of isolated because you just do this and you give that to the project and you kind of forget the whole bigger picture. So I was a bit interested in production because I'm a huge fangirl of a lot of artists. And I felt like I, I wanted to talk to people more on projects, which you don't do that much, uh, apart from maybe briefing sessions and things like that. And yeah, I think that's where I started talking to you a little bit. Also because at one point, um, when I was still at Golden Wolf, there was one project where I was cleanup lead. And it's not really a production role, but at the same time, I was talking to all the team about this is not a model, or this is a model, <laughs> which is um, uh, very boring for the artist, but was very fun to myself. And also I had a Google Sheet, and it sounds stupid, but I had fun having a Google Sheet. <laughs> 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 and just being organized, yeah. Yeah, it's like um, having having that, like finding this like a niche in things that people don't like, but you realize that you like it, and that, like, I, I can see that that kind of inspired you. Like, oh, you guys don't like doing this? I love it. Yes. Maybe I should do it. But in the same time, like, I hear, I hear you about kind of, like, loving, like, not loving things that you love is quite, like, painful or difficult, tricky. Yeah. And yes, you feel like, oh, maybe I should take a break. Yeah. And th that's the thing, like, because some, some people were like, yeah, but you're, you're, you're a working artist, which is a luxury, um, because not everyone has the connections maybe or, or whatever. And I, so I thought, am I, am I betraying my, my profession? But at the same time, because I think you were one of the people who said, yeah, but you can also just try it and then go back to animating a little bit. It's not like one thing cancels out the other thing. And that was really helpful. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. You, you yeah. are very inspiring. Thank you, you know. You, <laughs> are, you are inspiring. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to, yeah, I want to talk about like, um, just in general, I think changing things, like it requires like a lot of energy, like a shit ton of energy, because if you just live your daily life, it's a kind of routine. And even, I mean, being freelance is a bit different because I'm, um, I work full-time at the line. So I have a job to go to every day, regardless of projects. Um, and I have busy time, non-busy time, etc. But making that change to, you know, like, right, I'm going to do like different things, you know, especially when it's, a, it's work, that's like, it requires a lot of energy from you, I think. <laughs> and were you like sort of aware of that? Like, I, I, I just like, I just wanted like, were you aware of like um, the amount of investments you had to make to, to make the change and how has it been? Like, do you feel like that hard work 
are you still going through that hard work, like a pain of change? Or do you feel like you are getting out of like, you have like transformed? I guess like, you know, it's like, if it's like a butterfly, <laughs> like you're in a cocoon and sort of like in the process of like a becoming the butterfly? Mm, I think it's it's actually quite a slow process. I don't feel like I've, I've uh, finished transforming, <laughs> if you so will. Um, <laughs> Uh, because I also still do animation jobs, actually, because the change um, made me enjoy animation more as well. Also, it's really interesting to have the both sides. Basically, now I realize, oh, I've, I've been a crappy artist sometimes because I didn't communicate well, and now I'm like really trying, <laughs> trying to be always communicative a bit, a bit more with the producers. Um, but yeah, I think... I, I can't say that it was painful or anything, just because I was very lucky because I had friends. Um, I mentioned them, uh, Double Plus Productions. They're a studio in the US, and they just opened a studio and were like, hey, um, we we want this uh, studio, and we are directors and producers and whatnot, but our background is 3D, and one of them is a musician. So they were like, you know 2D, maybe you can help us. So it was kind of let's grow together into this role. And because of that, it wasn't super, um, I don't know, like super, it was, it was difficult <laughs> because we learned a lot of things, but it wasn't painful. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to discover stuff. Mm, I guess we actually both have that, um, had that luck to, to find people to work together, to grow together. I think that's one, I think, I call it luck, but I also call it, um, it's probably also a product of your previous hard work, you know, in meeting these people, being part of that scene. And I think that itself also has a question of, you know, is there other, oh, I think I'm just kind of jumping topic here. <laughs> no, but essentially like, you know, we, I think we had, we had that like people to grow mm. together, like something small to start with. Because if you're filling in a hole that is already shaped, then I guess like it's your kind of, um, your job is to make yourself fit in there, I think in a way. But if there is like a no hole, there's just like a land with other things and you're really like sort of shaping your own, own role. I think that is quite, What's the word? Not satis It's satisfying, but it's also how do you call it? Like when you're like um, fulfilling. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, fulfilling. I think it's really fulfilling work mm. because you can like the value of your work bounce back really easily. Yeah, it's always. I I really agree. Like when someone says like, oh, work for a startup if you want to be really successful <laughs> quickly or something. It sounds like kind of like a. I don't know, like a magic word that you're like, oh, there's no easy way. But it, it is true, like to find some sort of yes. partners, yeah. like people who, who wants to trust in you and grow with them. That's literally like the best way to yeah. progress. How did it go for you? Because basically you were saying you, you've been producing for four years and you had a similar start and luck to grow up with a studio, uh, which is a line. Mm. <laughs> But was it for you like a conscious decision at one? Because me, I was like, oh, I want to have a break from animation and I want to try this thing. Was it for you a conscious decision where you go, okay, I'm a producer now or is it rather 
<laughs> I had these roles and then I kind of uh, smoothly went into that role. Mm, I think my journey to to be working in production yeah. ha happened more like as a like natural flow of my life. I definitely didn't think I was like a producer type, you know, like, I think I talked about this like somewhere else. And I think we talked, we talked about this as well. Like when you mentioned. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Though. So please, please do repeat because I found it very interesting because I think you mentioned, um, we've met producers who are super organized and super professional and, uh, a kind of type as you were saying. Yeah. And you thought that you're not that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost impossible to I, yeah <laughs> i i i guess like everyone has like a kind of image of like a producer is kind of like either this sounds terrible but like scary women mm. or like really nice <laughs> men but like dark insides <laughs> you know what i mean and and every time you meet them you're like oh i don't mm. know who these people really are um And mm. I just literally didn't have that kind of like general professionalism or like, I don't know, like a present, like a professional presentation, I think. And I never thought about, um, you know, like this type of work, I would be fitted. Yeah, because you're a super cute person. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm like, um, I'm, I'm like, yes, you uh, are. <laughs> like adult children. <laughs> It's like it's still like a child at her, which is like quite embarrassing. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, I guess I guess like I just happened to be that because um, after working on this film called Illusionist, um, where I started doing like coloring, I was coloring frame by frame, and that's where I met like Wes and um, Bjorn. I didn't know actually Sam and James at the time very well. Um, but that's literally the connection I have with the line, like our first job. And from there, I didn't, I had no clue. Like I didn't actually know what producers do. And I went back to Japan um, because there's no more jobs in Scotland um, after Illusionist. And I also didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be, I think I wanted to be like director. <laughs> <laughs> I but would totally time, watch a movie directed by you. <laughs> and at the time, I just had, like, I think, I think, you know, like, uh, the time of, like, Instagram and mm. everything, it's easier, I hope it is easier for um, younger people to know that, oh, uh, concept art is a profession. Yes. Yeah. Or, like, an animator is a profession. Um, it's kind of like a in, like a knowledge of like industrialized um, roles in animation, mm -hmm. but at the time I seriously didn't know. Same. Like even after yeah, even <laughs> after university, yeah, I had no no clue what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, I really like making things. I kind of understand like you know. I don't know, like a drawing a little bit. Or, but it's it, it basically like at the time, like when I graduated, I thought the only way is to, I don't know, like uh, find one of these like a uh, production companies and it seems like uh, people are presented as directors, but that was the only visible information to me. Like yeah. what, 
like how to work in animation and there's no information about like people who work under this <laughs> That's so, so like i i thought like oh maybe i should maybe i can be one of these directors but like how, how do you become that and then i just literally got stuck there i was like oh i don't actually understand like how that works maybe your film becomes really successful on festivals and these people will come talk to you that they want to represent you or something but that never really happened to me and <laughs> it's like I didn't even think about like oh maybe I should move to London and find a job as what like literally what and like oh I didn't even think that like of like what would the job be because if I questioned that I would have probably looked up or like yeah found some kind of ways to see what's going on but that wasn't even a question so I just decided to take whatever that was sort of in front of me and this is something I wanted to actually talk about when like um, when people are part of specific parts of animation industry so like you know you know and I work in sort of like I guess advertising sort of areas at the moment but animation industry is like quite big and I feel like let's say for like a general audience like for like a children or like a teens if you ask them like hey do you know do you like animation they, they'd say yeah I love I don't know they might say like adventure time or like oh my god I don't know it's like the old um or you know like a tv shows you know like oh I like Bojack Horseman or something or like, oh, I love Pixar or, you know, like everything is quite like a long form. Like things we do is more like, oh, we make like a, tr like a three minute trailer for games. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, like, or like, oh, we make like a 20 second commercials for brands. Yeah. Working with agencies. And that line of work is like completely sort of like a different world. Yes, completely. I mean, before before coming to London, and because I came to London extra for an internship at Golden Wolf, and I just, I didn't even know, I didn't know what a producer is or does. To me, to me, to me, producer was, okay, that's, that's the person who gives money to make a movie, right? So at a small scale studio, what is a producer? I had no idea what that means. So yeah, when you say that, that there's no information about what are all these roles, it's, it's totally true. And especially like if, yeah, if you're in the sort of like a short form kind of industry or long form industry, then the roles of producer or their level of responsibilities, like things completely, you know, things are completely different. And also like a people who work, like even like a creative people who work in short form or long form, they're like, I feel like they're like different kinds of bunch in some ways. There's some overlaps, but it's definitely like a slightly different sort of areas of animation, even, even if you see it like a globally. Yes, totally. I think. Yeah. What is your producing role? Just because, I mean, I guess we're, we're talking about production and mm. if someone would be interested in this kind of job. Because I, I guess, I guess like, like me, there were a lot of misconceptions or there are a lot of misconceptions about what a producer does. Like, I guess it's not just writing emails to the client <laughs> and looking at the money. I actually had like kind of thought about this because in... 
I think in like a short form producing, short form as in like advertising and stuff like that, I'm just naming it so we can see the difference. Like, I feel like the producer's like work can be sort of divided into like the client management and project management. And probably like a short form producing world is really heavily sort of leaning towards the um, client management because it's like, you know, if the work comes from agents, like advertising agency, and you are the person talking to the ad producer, the agency producer, then, you know, your work is sort of like supporting them to understand the sort of like a production and how things are made and what the scope is, you know, all sorts of um, kind of like a ways to make it work. And it, but it doesn't mean that like that producer is actually the best like project manager, you know what I mean? Like, and these two areas are completely like sort of separate place. And I think some companies has like account manager and then producer and the producer is essentially the project manager, you know, whereas the account manager or let, let's say executive producer who looks after a little bit more about um, the client matters or, you know, dealing with agencies. But once the project starts, then producer is really the person who knows what's going on and who's, you know, is the person who's going to be talking to the client usually. And I can see that, like, when the producer needs to wear the two two boots. Mm-hmm. Do you say that? Like, uh, kind I, of... I understand it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a client, client boots and, like, a team boots. Then I think I can see that, like, depending on, like, where that producer come from, like, they might have a shortfall in, you know, like, managing the team. Because especially if it's a short-form small project you know you might have a project of like eight weeks to do like how many seconds of ads spot and that might you know run okay with like i don't know like a team of five and you just go you know but these five people might not feel most supported because the producer is essentially like really managing the agency producer or clients producer but maybe, I don't know, not really the most, you know, that, that producer might not be the person to be really managing the project or like wrangling the tasks or having the overview of exact tasks that everyone's doing. Then I can see that the team can be a little bit frustrated. Yes, I, I, I'm actually, mm. because I'm just about to wrap up a project and I'm more on the project management side so I'm way more on the on the team side and less on the client communication side um, and still I find it not even easy even even if I'm not um, talking to the client as much I still find it hard to really be there for everyone because if it's a team like I think I was quite impressed by myself I was like hmm this is a big team <laughs> How many have we got? It's like, I think 25 people or something in total. In one time? Um, No, I think the max amount was maybe 20 20 people. At one time? Yeah. It was not easy (laughs) for myself. Are you, uh, so are you the only sort of like the production person who's looking after the managing the project with your producer? Yeah. And And I feel like, 
one more person would have been great because you want to be there for everyone and you you feel when someone's morale is going down because whatever they got too many notes or something how especially now i mean where everyone is working from home actually that's that's a whole other question like with everyone working from home you can't see their face and they can't see your face so if you just give them notes they they just they're just annoyed at you <laughs> that's it and you have to you d you have to deliver it in a way online without seeing the face maybe because there's no zoom call maybe it's just in written form and then try to try to yeah because again you you want to support them as well it's not just because when when they're happy it's in the best interest of the project as well so you want the people to be happy to do their best work but also you want them to be happy because you, you, you kind of, you care about your friends, right? Who are working on the project. So how, how I guess my question is, how, how do you deal with this kind of thing when, when everyone is working from home or is maybe not there where you can just have lunch together and chat about things? I usually like kind of send a message. <laughs> <laughs> Like if, if there's something that I like, I notice yeah. about the person, be like, I don't know if that person's struggling or just not, I don't know, like, you know, if you just kind of notice something, I just send them the, e maybe, not, maybe not email, just like a message saying, are you all right? Or how's things, how's things going? If I know what that is, I can say that, that, yeah, that could be tough. But always let them know that, like, let the production know if we can do anything. And it's usually, like, I feel like uh, if someone is struggling, it probably comes from some kind of, like, a communication, like, crack. It's like maybe they didn't get the, they didn't get the information correctly or, like, they didn't get specific information that they needed. Like, you know, I think there's always, like, the reason why they're a little bit upset. And there's something um, I always think about is um, if you could make change to like a certain like process that you have in the project to accommodate that. It's not really only for one person. I think it's more of the vibe of the project and the style of the director, style, style of the, the leads, stuff like that. But sometimes like all of the feedback and it's actually quite difficult to arrange, but like, you know, like things like a review calls and stuff like that. And obviously like people need to jump on and jump back on and it's quite annoying. So yeah, I can also feel, but I think, yeah, it's like a kind of tailoring the, the, the style, how you run it, I think, depend, depending on the team. Cause like, you know, and we can't please everyone. So some people say like, oh, I hate, I hate being on the call. You know, some people just want to receive like uh notes block of notes <laughs> yes, yeah exactly. in text form but then yeah. some of the some of the directors definitely want to really explain you know in person what they mean and they want to thank for the shot you know so yeah i think it's everyone has a little bit different style and yeah, as i was saying now being on the other side of production it's kind of interesting to think about so what kind of artist was i <laughs> And there are, I mean, there are some pro productions where you have, where you have to have to post a daily update anyway, no matter where you are at. And I always was mm. like, oh, but I'm not, 
I'm not ready to show this yet. And this is this is crap. I, I can't show that. This is so annoying. Why do I have to show it now? And now realizing it's it's not even necessarily to get feedback or anything. It's just so that everyone knows where you're at. It's so it's so valuable. I I, I wasn't aware of that, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is quite impressive. I don't know. I feel like when the producer knows where you're at, then they can plan ahead. Um, right away. Okay, maybe we need more help here. It's not even about, you know, when the producer comes around and is like, oh, how's it going? And as an artist, I was like, oh God, why, why are you interrupting my work? <laughs> this is so annoying. <laughs> and don't, yeah, yeah, don't stress yeah, yeah. me out. But it was, I mean, now, again, being on the other side, it's when I ask people, it's never to, to make them work faster. It's just to know where they're at, literally. <laughs> So that I can yeah. get them help or maybe also not, especially when, like, for example, everyone is always worried to be too slow. I think that's a common theme. Oh, I'm too mm. slow. When in reality, when I don't know if someone takes more time doing something, um, I never think you're too slow. I, I usually think, oh, damn, I didn't give them enough time for this shot. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th yeah. I think yeah, what you were saying about communication, it's, it's really a big, big, big thing. Like, it's really helpful for the production when someone says, oh, I think I need a bit more time. Early, mm. early on. Yeah. Yeah. When you say, I think, like, a communication between the producer and artist... Um, is actually like really simple. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, it is. And, but I understand that like artists, um, like an internal struggle yes. to share, like, especially like sharing something that they're not happy I'm with. I'm totally that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're like, oh, no, this is not ready. But yeah. yes, it's not for me. Yeah, that's actually a really good, um, good point about sort of like the sharing and. If like someone like if we could let's say like um, kind of uh, make some kind of process that it's okay not to share um, if your work is actually not ready for feedback, but the production is yeah production is to know how much you've done it basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but how do I do that without saying yeah. we used to do this thing and I feel. I don't know if um, our team is still doing it. I think it depends. But we used to do this thing uh, with the BG painters. Um, BG painters needed to send shot for review and they had to say the percentage of completion, what they what they think the percentage of completion. Mm. Did that work? Because... It, yes. Okay, yeah. wow. That's that's impressive. I, I'm impressed by, by um, your artists. <laughs> because... People are also notoriously bad at estimating how long something takes, but I wonder if that's more of an animation thing. Since I mean, I, I'm not a background painter, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Uh, I think it's it's probably not the percentage of completion in terms of like how much time it will take in proportion to how much has spent, but it's more about where the picture is at to their what's the word for them being like a happy. You know, so if you say, hey, this is shot once for a review, uh, it's my 80%. Then when the director receives it, director knows like, okay, you think this is 80%. Ah, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Then, you yeah. know, they can kind of review it 
differently. I think this method is for everyone. Like um, if when you become, let's say, like um, more client facing um, producer, mm. it's always um, very important that, you know, when you send something for review, the client understands like what they're looking at. Yes, yeah sort of thing so that's really interesting it's not really it's not really like you know oh this vg we actually do that like yeah this vg is for it's for approval because we're happy you know sort of thing and there's always a sort of context that um in specific things that what we're trying to improve mm. i think yes and they can see oh okay you're thinking that so i'm not gonna say anything yeah you know, or yeah, good point. But if you send something with like no context, like let's say you sent like a rough, I don't know, like a whole film with like rough animation, and it's like here, here's go, here, here's for review. Like this is like a really extreme case. Are they like, huh? <laughs> we thought we we're gonna receive like a finished film, or like you know, you at least need to tell them like all the context, and I guess like in more context, you can tell them in a very concise way really helps them. Yeah, I guess some okay. artists kind of do that, or at least when they're not very happy, they would say, oh, so this here's my super duper rough, rough animation. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, also, I guess, at least in animation, you have these, these expressions like rough, tie down, where you can kind of guess, okay, where we're at. Maybe it's a bit more clear than with some, if like a background is super painterly, for example. Maybe it's harder to guess what someone considers to be done. Yeah, it's like after sixty percent, right? I think that forty percent of like, let's say, if you're doing like a semi-realistic, um, like a detailed painting background, yes, yeah. at sixty percent for a certain style that could be like a finished piece yes. <laughs> or something, and then like remaining of the forty percent, I think that's definitely helpful if someone says like yeah this is like a 70 percent i just got a detailing up left or something and you're like okay i get it <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, for sure do you have any tips for um production newbies because i guess some now the information is a bit clearer what a producer might be maybe someone says okay i'd like to become a producer do they usually come to a studio and say, hello, I'd like to be a production assistant, for example, or maybe they can start as a runner, something like that. Because, I, I mean, I, I did start with you uh, as a production assistant. It was together with Lisa <laughs> on a project, which was, oh, which yeah, was amazing. Yeah. I learned so much. It was very, very impressive to, to watch her work. Um, d does that happen at the line also? Do people come and say, hello, I want to be a production assistant? Yeah, um, we receive um, unsolicited emails and we actually do a lot of hiring through that. But I guess it's like, are you, are you talking about like someone who is already in the industry and who wants to become producer like you? Or are you talking more about um, someone who is not in animation industry and who wants to sort of like have their first step into? Because I think that's quite different. Mm, okay. Uh... I didn't think about that <laughs> closer, so I guess both. Because if someone's already in the animation industry, I guess obviously they already know how the pipeline works, maybe. So I guess that's very different. So how would you go about if if it was someone who wasn't animation but were always interested, kind of? Or maybe maybe they were a graphic designer before or something like this. 
where it's kind of yeah, it's kind of related, um, but not entirely. Because I I do know a bunch of people who are like, oh, I was always interested in animation, but I didn't have an animation school near me, so I did graphic design or one of or architecture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, we actually hear some from a couple of people who are in who are like let's say engineers. Oh. And then want to move into animation. That's cool. And it's always, I think the start start point is always like, I guess you're talking about like if you just if you know that you want to become producer mm. or work in the production department. I guess yeah, first thing is to know like what what do you want to do in animation industry. If anyone has interest in working in this industry, like. The first thing you can think about is, oh, what do you want to do? Just because, like, we both talked about, we didn't understand any of what <laughs> yeah. what we could do, like, in the industry. Um, but then once, yeah, anyone says, like, oh, actually, I would like to become a producer, work in a production department. I think the best way is really um, to apply um, to the studio. But I understand that it's people might say but how can I apply and be chosen without any like literally zero experience it's like it's like kind of every job it's like how the fuck do I get a job <laughs> if I don't have experience yeah. no one hires me like what's this this whole world is rotten like it's it's not working and I was like yes I've been there but I think it's all about and I think I emphasize quite a lot about this first job because I know a lot of um I have some friends who, let's say, you know, went to college, but they just never got that first first break, like kind of first job, and didn't kind of uh, pursue their career in like a creative industry just because of that first job. And I think it there's definitely luck um, in getting it, but also um, – you you do need to kind of like pursue that journey of getting it and you know people might say like how does that work and you know just as you mentioned it's literally starting as a runner yeah in the studio to making coffees i don't know cleaning i don't know refilling new rolls or I don't know, things like that. When I started as a production assistant, that was actually part of my job mm. to do cleaning. But I, I worked in Japanese studios, so there's a little bit of like a cultural difference there. Mm, I see. But, you know, the first thing in the morning, what I do was grind coffee beans. Oh, like, I think maybe it was ground already. Um, <laughs> but only reason why they weren't ground probably was because it was cheaper to buy beans. <laughs> Um, ground or something like crazy reason um, me? I think it's the other way around here <laughs> yeah no I thought so too um, but it's like that's when people uh, feel like oh that sounds hard yeah you know or I don't know I went to animation school already mm -hmm. and maybe if you went to animation school maybe things are different now because animation industry is literally bustling yeah. there's a lot of jobs there there, there are literally um, courses now to become producers basically yeah, yeah, like Goblin or Animation Workshop, right? Yeah. yeah, they have that. So it's I think it's good like if you know that's what you want to be mm. and that's what you want to study. But in all things, with like, you know, now we have like, I don't know, internet and uh, ways to, there are a lot of ways to make friends on the internet. And I don't know how actually valuable to 
get like a full education. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is kind of like a weird. Maybe like I I shouldn't say this. Um, everyone should get an education, but animation is such a hands-on industry. Producing is such a hands-on work. Yes, very much. And if you study, let's say, like I don't know, like if I'd be a better producer if I had like a PhD in producing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to ask you something. How has it been? You know, we haven't actually talked about that at all. True. Yeah. How has it been?、Um, ups and downs, but the downs were never like. Horrible or anything. It's more like, oh, actually, I should have done this to avoid that. Like really simple things. For example, I should have written this down to remember this later. <laughs> so it's it's um it's all a, it's it's a very big exploration phase right now, I guess, about finding a good system, about、uh, how to remember things, how to not lose things, etc. Also, just to find a routine. Yeah, I guess that's the word that I was looking for. A good routine, for example. So we were working with a cleanup company, and I thought I had a good system of. I mean, I had a,、um, a folder called to and a folder called from for all the files that we send and the, that we get back. And there was one moment where I threw files into the folder, but I didn't send the files. But because they were in that folder, I thought, oh, I've sent these files, and only. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't horrible in the end because a few days later I double checked everything and then I noticed oh okay maybe I should have because we have a pro, like a production tracker like a Google sheet with things statuses like this is in progress this is、uh, being cleaned up right now this blah 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 and I was like okay I will add a button、um, double checked <laughs> if it's been sent、mm. to us stuff like this which is a bit silly but because it's especially if it's just one person. There's no one else to check if I have actually done that. So yeah, just finding. This is a very,、uh, very specific、uh, example, but just finding specific routines. Yeah, to to、um, find a good flow, I guess, to organize things. But yeah, other than that, I mean, on a more global note, I guess it's very nice to actually talk to the whole team. And it's a bit stupid, but I also like being. The mom of people. This sounds really stupid. <laughs> I like when people come to me and, and ask me stuff like, "Hello, where can I find this?" or "Can you help me with this thing?" Because I can't、mm. open it, and I I feel like as an animator, obviously you are there to help people and do stuff、um, to to have a successful project in the very end. But again, it's way more focused on your own tasks rather than. Um, actually, helping someone, what you are doing as an artist,、yeah. I think you, as an artist, you have to remind yourself that you are doing a great favor to the producers, directors, and the studio that you're working for, etc.、Um, because sometimes you're so stuck in, oh, am I good enough? Am I fast enough?、Um, mm. But yeah, it's, in fact,、um, this is great. <laughs> it's great what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah, I think as a producer, you you feel you feel that you're helping、um, a production because people are literally asking you for your help. So you don't have to remind、yeah. yourself. Basically, this is very egoistic. Yeah, but... it's, <laughs> it's really fulfilling. So yeah, yeah. so good to hear from you. Yes, it's nice to talk to you. Thanks, Eno. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode from our series of conversations with women in the UK animation industry. This is our first podcast, so we hope it will be helpful. We look forward to hearing your feedback. We'll be recording a Q&A after the release of this episode, so please write in if you have any questions you'd like our speakers to answer. Our email is shedrithat.animation at gmail.com. We're really looking forward to reading your questions. Stay tuned for our Q&A, and from everyone at She Drew That, thank you for listening.